Hey, thanks so much for tuning into Speechy Things. Please be sure to like this video and subscribe if you want to see more. And feel free to come follow me on Instagram. That's where I spend a lot of my time. Let's do this. There may be nothing more frustrating than an R that just won't come. And I know we've all been in situations, I certainly have, where you spend months and months and months and you just still can't seem to find it. And I mean, my very first kid ever was an R kid. And it haunts me to this day that I never got it for him before he was off my caseload. And anyway, so that kind of sent me down a journey where... <laughs> I didn't want that to happen again. I don't like that feeling. I don't like feeling like I couldn't do my job well. So today I wanna to share with you a few things that I've realized were mistakes I've made in my past that I think would have made a really big difference in situations like that where I just couldn't seem to get that R. So the first one is to really take your time focusing on the foundation and the basics. And by that, I mean phonological awareness, you might be surprised how many kids, it's not just an articulation problem, it's a phonological problem. So they don't have the awareness that it's an R and not a W or maybe even a Y or an L or whatever they got going on for their gliding. There's very few kids that I find once they get the mechanics of the R, it's just fixed. So it is okay to spend a lot of time on that in the beginning. And that's actually a way that you can make your sessions feel a lot more productive because you are working on a foundation that's gonna help you later when it comes time for generalization. So make sure you spend time on auditory discrimination. Can they hear the difference in you when you're saying the R correctly or incorrectly? Can they hear it in themselves assuming that they can get even close to an R, but can they recognize that it's not an R? At least you could do a little self-rating activity. Don't hesitate to spend a lot of time on that, especially in the beginning. Another side of this that are, I sort of consider the basics of R would be oral awareness and just the ability to control their articulators. So spend a couple of sessions on defining the different parts of the mouth? Do they understand what their molars are? Do they understand how it feels when their tongue is up or down? Can they make their tongue wide or skinny? These are all things that they need to learn how to do and how to recognize in themselves before you ever even start trying to think about eliciting an R sound. If they can't do that just on their own, then once you add the pressure of trying to do a whole bunch of things all at once, it's gonna to be too much. So I feel like there, it's easy for us to feel all this pressure to get that R, be productive. And really, it's okay to spend some time on these basics. Another thing that I learned too little too late is that I need to try everything. And don't just try it once, <laughs> try it again and again. You know, I feel like if I were to try some technique I found online, whatever, and it didn't work the first time that I would maybe give up and move on, try to, try to, you know, pull something else out of my bag of tricks. But you might have to spend an entire session focusing on one elicitation strategy and that's okay. You might realize pretty quickly 
this just isn't working and you need to move on, that's okay too. Hopefully, if it's not working, you can figure out if there are some basics, like I said before, phonological awareness and just oral control. Maybe you need to go back, spend more time on those. I want to share a few of my favorite strategies that I've used, and I like to use a multi-sensory approach. So we have tactile, we have verbal, we have visual, um, all kinds of different tricks because not everything works for the same kids. You never know what's going to work. One day, hopefully, you just pray that you land on the right one. So for tactile strategies, a few of my favorites would be to put two pretzel sticks into the mouth. So almost like they're biting on them with their molars without actually crunching down, right? So they're going to stick out a little bit on the sides. And that is to help them feel the sides of their tongue get wider. And I want them wide enough to touch the sides of the pretzel stick. That's going to help with both bunched and retroflex R. Either way, they need that tongue wide. A few of my favorite analogies for teaching are, depending on if you're using bunched or retroflex, these are kind of different. Um, really, retroflex analogies are my favorite. One would be to curl your tongue like an elephant trunk. I feel like it creates a really nice visual in their mind of what their tongue is supposed to be doing. Um, another would be to make your tongue do a backflip in your mouth. Again, that's for retroflex. Um, in terms of bunched, an analogy that I like using would be to scrunch your tongue back, almost like a turtle hiding its head in its shell. One of my favorite gross motor strategies would be for you to actually curl your arm like you're doing a arm curl <laughs> with a dumbbell. And that sometimes helps kids understand what they're supposed to be doing with their tongue at the same time. So maybe just flipping their tongue back on their own for retroflex R is a little bit too tricky, but if you pair that with the arm, it almost gives them something to anchor to. For bunched R, I like the gross motor movement of mimicking vacuuming the floor. So when their tongue is forward, their arm is forward, and then they pull the vacuum back as they pull their tongue back to try to make that R sound. The last thing that I've been using more and more, the more experience I get with the R sound, and I wish I had used more in the beginning, is video, visual feedback. Mirrors are great, I think video is better because you can actually play back in slow motion what the tongue was doing and slow it down so they can really see. And the more you look into, um, motor learning theory, the more you realize how important that kind of feedback is for kids or for anyone really. And that is just an invaluable tool for us whenever we're working on articulation. So I wanted to share with you some of my favorite strategies that I've been using lately. But again, I cannot emphasize enough. I wish that in the past with some of these kids that we just never quite got it. I had brought these things back around because you never know when it's going to click. You never know what is going to click and just don't give up on them. Don't let them be a middle schooler who has been coasting through life without being able to say their R sound. Keep fighting. Get the R. You can do it. <laughs>